So let's see how Amingo Rinpoche manages mm. to meditate in the Varanasi uh, train station after his first night out. <laughs> so he, he describes he describes the chaos and stuff like this. And then he describes how he works with this situation. The idea is to gather the distracted mind by placing it lightly on one sense object. So to gather this distracted mind and placing it lightly, so that's focus awareness. Lightly. So it's not like concentration. It's like kind of anchoring the distracted mind onto one sense object. So that means sound, mm. touch, smell, taste. Sound, touch, smell, taste. What else? Vision. Vision. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes. So that's, uh, that's uh, focused awareness. Because I had been agitated by sounds, I choose sound as the object. Mm. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter if it's unpleasant or you know, pleasant. There's, there, there could be even more reason to place awareness on, onto the unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, don't be fanatical about that. Yesterday I also said uh, one skill you need to learn is uh, to place your attention to to the pleasant otherwise you're not coming back to your cushion yeah, so you also need to learn to appreciate even if your body feels horrible almost everywhere your toe is happy <laughs> rest there so it's, it's one of these paradoxical things, yeah? and so it's up to you to find a balance within it. So because I had been agitated by sounds, I choose sound as the object. This awareness practice uses sound as support for meditation. So this is... Uh, you know, Support for meditation. What can be support for meditation? Everything. So later he also introduces us to a practice where thoughts also become a support for meditation. So in, in many instructions you will get in meditation, thoughts are a bit kind of, you know, they are the kind of troublemaker or you know, definitely not a support. But uh, uh, within the Tibetan tradition, everything can be support for your meditation. A everything, anything, no matter what it is. So, the object supports our recognition of awareness. but does not remain the focus of it. So, so the object, so first you, you, know, you kind of stabilize with the object, but then 
the object, no matter what it is, supports the recognition of awareness. So we will flesh that out a bit. But does does but does not remain the focus of it. So he means, uh, so this is not like that's not the main primary object of your meditation, the sense object, as you use it to stabilize. But it does not remain the focus. It's, it's not like you're not spending five years there with with a sound. So you use the sound, but that's not that's a that's one step. So you use the sound as a stepping stone to recognize awareness. For about one minute, I took stock of all the different sounds around me. So this is what I called also flexible awareness. Yeah. So it's not like uh, sticking with one object. But so now he is staying on one sense channel. Yeah. That's the sound. But he is kind of okay. So there's the train. There's the voices and so on. Then I selected the most dominant. I selected the most dominant. That's a possibility in your meditation to uh, choose that which is most dominant, uh, coming from all five senses. Doesn't matter which one. So you 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 choose that as an object. That's a possibility. I'm not saying you should do that also, but it is a possibility. Sometimes it's not so good to do it. If you can't handle it, then it's better to uh, choose uh, something else. So if you can't handle the most dominant, listen to the birds. Yeah, and... Yeah. I was at his teaching in his monastery, Tarvaya, mm. this winter, and he was teaching meditation to his community, the monks, and uh, some lay people were there. And uh, he said uh, this was for beginners to stay. Uh, choose the easiest mm-hmm. if it's if one are new. Mm-hmm. Or if it's very mm, yes. because he's advanced. Mm. Yes, uh, but uh, the most uh, dominant, even if it's somewhat painful, is sometimes the easiest, mm. because uh, you know it's like a, because it's like a distinct object. You know what it is. You know where it is, and so sometimes it's it's unpleasant, but it's still uh, quite. An easy meditation object, yeah, so easiest, yeah, of course. Uh, what gives effect? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I selected the most dominant, the grinding chuck of the train wheels. <laughs> I directed my mind to lightly rest on this sound. Be with the sound. No commentary. Mm. 
So this is uh, you know, so no commentary. Drop the words as best as you can. So if you listen to the birds, drop the image of the birds, drop the blah blah blah, as best as you can. I mean, it comes, yeah. But what we want to, uh, what we want to go, come down to is to experience the senses without words. Just the bare vibration. Sometimes that's you know. But you can lean into it. You know? It's quite difficult to listen to the bird without having the name bird, the image bird. Uh, yeah? But you, 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 you kind of you see what you're doing and, and you kind of you, you, you gravitate towards actually hearing the sound. And you don't go for for <coughs> for some perfect idea you have how it should be to just listen to sound. You're not going to get there except in short moments. <coughs> you need to have a very developed mind to um, uh, to uh, perceive the sense objects without a conceptual layer. So. It's not that you fail when there's still a bird sitting in a tree. Yeah? But kind of like imagine how would it be? Well, something like that. But don't uh, don't feel disappointed when there's when you notice. Wow, I actually I'm, everything is just covered up by my own projections. I want to break through it. <laughs> So, I direct my mind to lightly rest on this sound. Be with the sound, no commentary. Befriend this sound. So, this is a good question. I mean, he kind of gives it as a command. But, uh, um, so, the question would be how can you be, how can you befriend what is happening a little tiny bit more? How do you do that? What does that mean? What does need to happen in your body? Yeah. What, you know, what, what can you, what conditions can you make so that your, that your body and your heart softens, so that you befriend. So befriend is the, the opposite uh, uh, of rejecting. So you know, try to move towards the befriending from the rejecting. Not pushing the rejecting away, not damning the rejecting, but you know, introduce a, try to introduce a different quality into it, if possible. If not... You befriend your inability to befriend. You befriend your assistance. You befriend your judgment. You, you befriend that all you want is to get rid of this. That's what you befriend. 
Let the thoughts, the fear, the stress drain out, out into this sound. Let the thoughts, the fears, the stress drain out into the sound. I don't know if this is something helpful. You can. What is he talking about? Yeah. So, for sure, if you expand your awareness and you allow something else to come in, the problem you have will become smaller because you are bigger. Just by that. So like if you're sitting here, oh, I have a problem, I have a problem, I have a problem, and then you open your eyes and you look, oh, there's other people here. There's a, yeah. Then the problem does not change, but it becomes smaller because you become bigger. Yeah. But there is also something like um, we have the capacity to kind of invite the energy from certain activities in our mind into the more stuck activities. So that's what you would do that, for example, with guru, uh, with, the, with the imagination of the guru. So the, the visualization of the guru is another mental activity, and you can you can kind of bring that that mental activity, the energy of that mental activity into the more stuck areas of your experience. So you can kind of allow the bird to sing in your pain, and then and then you introduce and all, all of that is happening in your mind. It's not that the bird is outside there. It's an appearance in your mind, exactly as your pain. It's happening in the same place. It's happening in the same container. So it's not like, oh, I need to introduce something from outside in here. No, it's both inside. So mm, it's something to play with. So how can you bring the well-being of the right leg into the pain of the left leg. I don't know if you remember, I, I sometimes guide this meditation where I first guide people into a resource, something pleasant, then into the unpleasant, and then just alternate the attention between the two. And then what happens is it mixes a bit. Yeah. Use just this sound together. Use this sound to gather your mind, the mind. If thoughts, if thoughts come, that's okay. Just let them go. They are clouds passing through. So this is a very uh, important discovery. Uh, the difference between uh, getting uh, getting entangled into the thinking and watching the thinking. And there's like, again, it's like a continuum. You know? um, and one, I think, I mean, there's many reflections which could help us but one is, and I mentioned it a few times during the guided meditation, your thinking will not bring you home. None of your thinking. It can be the most holiest thinking. 
it's not going to get you there. It's useless there. It's useful to book a train, train, a, a plane ticket. But it, it, it's, it's useless in bringing you home. So, it's a kind of one part of you needs to give up to trust your thinking. In this, you know, not not like you know, you, you know when your thinking is creative and useful and it's powerful and yeah, but you also know all the shit, crap <laughs> thinking, which is just miserable. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like condemning thinking. Yeah. But for, for for this kind and then there's also analytical meditation where you actually use use thinking. I mean you're guided in thinking. But here uh, uh exploring and getting to know non-dual awareness, pure awareness, the thinking is not going to help. And of course, I also gave then other instructions. I said, okay, a bit of a guidance, a bit of a inner dialogue, that's fine. So, yeah. So nothing is nothing is uh, uh, final, or there is no kind of true statements here. This is how it is. This is how you meditate. It's much more creative than that. So, there are clouds passing through. Give up thinking. Unhook from thinking. In this kind of meditation. But uh, that does not mean that the thinking stops. You, 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 the, the thinking does not need to stop. And sometimes it does, so it kind of you know gives you a little break. But uh, this is what our mind does. It creates thoughts. It's not a problem. And then at one point we learn methods where thoughts actually become the meditation object. So there are clouds passing through. Return to the object. Rest. After about five minutes... I think we need a little more here. <laughs> but, <laughs> so Mingo Rinpoche has done that his whole life, so he just needs five minutes of listening to the train. But we are getting there. Yeah? So, after about five minutes, I withdrew my mind I withdrew I withdrew my mind from the object the chugging sound, and allowed my awareness to, to remain open, to let my mind acknowledge various sounds, the wheels, coughing, talking, but alighting, but alighting on none of them. So, resting, gathering the mind, and then open, objectless awareness. What, what did I call it? Open awareness. open awareness. Open awareness. Open awareness. It's also called, called choiceless awareness. 
So here, yeah, he says, we call this open awareness or shamatha without object. Let it be. Whatever arises, let it be. <coughs> Stay with awareness. Notice the sound arising within the recognition of awareness. So, notice the sound arising within the recognition of awareness. This means the object of objectless shamatha is the, what is happening, but also the space within which everything is happening, both. So the clouds and the sky at the same time. Like, you know, if I would do a visual meditation, so uh, shamatha with object would be like this. Yeah? Okay. And shamatha without object is so like... And... I see the whole field, but nothing is selected. So it's not that even even on, at the edge of my visual field, it has a kind of the same as he. I mean, it's a, there's no difference. Whereas I do like this, everything fades into peripheral awareness. And then I go, go like this, and it's the whole field. And I don't pick, I don't choose. Uh, and, and then I'm also aware of the space within we, we're sitting. So, like this, I'm just, yeah. So, open awareness, everything, same taste. No picking, no choosing, including the space. Yeah. And then I rest. This is not non-dual awareness, this is not natural awareness, this is open awareness. It's a still a dualistic meditation. There is still someone here watching something. But it is the stepping stone towards natural awareness or non-dual Do not go toward it, do not withdraw from it, do not pick and choose, stay aware, rest. Soon enough, sounds that had been disturbing became soothing. After about 20 minutes, I was able to get some distance between myself and my unease. My expanded sense of self grew bigger than the problem. My expanded sense of self. No? Like if you're sitting like this, oh, my body, my feelings, oh, me, me. Then the problem is huge. Yeah? If you open your awareness, oh, other people, forests, lake. Planet, universe, one, ten, ten millions universes. Uh, that makes your problem a bit 
Kann ja I mean, put it into perspective. The perspective is still a problem, yes. But, but you know. Uh, my expanded sense of self grew bigger than the problem. I was able to accommodate the, neg accommodate the negative reaction to sound within a larger sphere. sphere, sphere. So the negative reaction, his, his struggle, his resistance, um, was hauled into a, in a larger space. So that I was not longer the exact, that, so that I was not longer the exact size and shape of my discomfort. <laughs> Do you know that experience? You feel like you have exact the size and shape of your discomfort. <laughs> It's like filling out your whole mind. There's nothing else. Maybe a little on the edge, like almost, <laughs> The unease was still there. So this is an important. The unease was still there. So it's, it's time to get realistic about what we're doing here. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't disappear. But I was no longer trapped inside it. It didn't, it didn't disappear. But I was no longer trapped inside it. That's awakening. Awakening is not being, being free of being human. But I was no longer trapped inside of it. And of course, then, if there's karma for healing, healing is happening. You, know, you have a lot of self-healing powers. And if there's, karma, if there's no karma for healing, mm. it's not going to heal at this point. But if there's karma for healing, That will, that's the best medicine to loving, caring awareness. But it's not the point. It's not the point if healing happens or not. That's not the point. The point is not being trapped within it. Because on, on the relative, within, within the, the, the samsaric dimension, Sickness and healing will come and go. And it's not going to stop. The difference is, are you trapped inside? Yeah. So it's the same experience, but completely different. Oh, it's so fantastic, this book. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's sit quietly.
not so long, maybe 20 minutes. And we do some walking meditation. See what you can use uh, from what I just read, or playing a bit with it, and uh, you, you direct yourself on this uh, journey of this sitting, and you remember that we are not sitting here to get somewhere, kind of getting to some place. Uh, at the end of the meditation or something, but it's uh, it's a journey. experience right now pleasant or unpleasant is happening within awareness within consciousness within your mind it arises from mind is in the nature of mind and dissolves back into mind exactly like a dream dream arises within consciousness, is consciousness and dissolves back into consciousness, never moves beyond its nature of being consciousness. So in the, exactly the same way, sounds, feelings, thoughts, sensations, memories, worries, Arise from awareness, are in the nature of awareness and dissolve back into awareness. Is there something else you can find in the field of your experience with this, which is not perceived within consciousness, which is not arising in consciousness? Like the birds, the lake, the trees. Is there anything within your field of experience, anything you know about, anything you have ever experienced or you will experience, is there anything anywhere which arises outside of the domain of consciousness?
that way the bird is pointing to awareness. To space. Vast space. Cognizant space. In the nature of love. Walking meditation is a possibility to kind of expand again if you became a bit of, you know, preoccupied with something. Um, so then the walking meditation, moving the energies, uh, which can also sometimes move uh, kind of a sense of stuckness with something, or something you need to figure out, or so kind of the movement can help you to just let it flow again and also this kind of movement outside and, uh, can make you can make if you feel stuck can make feel the stuckness less problematic because you realize the trees are not stuck the water is not stuck so okay there's a little, some stuckness here but I mean, what are you stuck and who is stuck stuck <laughs> what does that mean I mean you say I'm stuck you, you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> neither do you know who is stuck nor do you know what you are stuck in you just pretend that you know and then you have a problem <laughs> I I am Then if you go out, you can, you can kind of let things move a bit, make yourself bigger, feel the earth, feel the sky, feel the water. And then you come back and you sit in the aftermath of uh, the walking. 